When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know entirely too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It is the burden I carry on my back. To the pleasure of you, the listener. Uh, and with me, as always, is, you know, she knows a lot about the Rock Hall, but she's also very skeptical. She is also the voice of the people. She's also the little devil upon my shoulder. Kristen Stuttered. Hey, Kristen. Hi, Joe. You know, I was outed in a dinner conversation last night <sighs> with a new person as a Rock Hall Um fan by my boyfriend's brother who like loves to bring it up my boyfriend's brother thinks it's even funnier than my boyfriend does i was gonna guess because i know your boyfriend ross likes to bring it up with like kind of a cheeky little smirk absolutely loves to clown on me uh at every chance but no it turns out his brother-in-law even cheekier uh and outed me to someone else i found myself not defending, but saying what I thought was good about the hall. Mm -hmm. I was like, I still think the hall is bad, but here's what's good about it. It's not going to stop existing. And so if we can make it a little better, it's like democracy or, you know what I mean? It's like, we've got to work within the stupid system we have right now until someone did that resonate with the people you were talking to. Honestly. Yes. In a way. I do think that by the end uh, he was on board. This is a, someone who was a music fan, but a hall mm-hmm. skeptic. And so you I was took like, my role. Relate. You be you became the Joe of that conversation, and they were the you. I hate to do that to you, but that sounds like what you're describing. Joe. I mean, you don't hate to do that to me, but also, <laughs> I did not go full Joe. I and I never will. Okay, fair enough. Not full, but you mm. certainly put on a Joe yeah, hat. For I, a did. I did. I did. I put moment. on. A, I put on, Ooh, and it makes me smile. Boo. We're what this this whole podcast was about creating new shows to go out into the world. Well, and Ross actually was getting really skeptical about it. He was like talking about, well, you know, is it just going to be the pop music hall of fame in the end? And I wound up being like, here's what you don't understand. Mm. Like going (laughs) back to talking about like the the origins of rock and roll and how rock and roll doesn't have to mean what we think of it. Meaning it doesn't have to be what, you know, white male boomers have told us it is it can encompass many other things and it's you know a a good line to maybe throw at ross or whoever next time with the pop music thing say hey you know who was inducted in the third year of the hall the supremes end of conversation and then you drop the mic and then you flip the table no 
we should uh, we should introduce yes, let's our, bring guest. our guest on. Hello. <laughs> you know, our guest is a listener, so I don't feel too bad about making him sit and listen to us talk because uh, by his admission, this is something that he does uh, with some frequency. And, you know, we at this very moment of the podcast are in a strange two to three week period after the induction ceremony happened, but before the broadcast uh, on HBO. So, you know, we're, we're trying to find new perspectives on this thing that just happened, but we haven't seen, we haven't seen the cut yet. And this listener uh, reached out to me because he has an interesting perspective. He did attend this year's ceremony in an interesting way. Let's bring him in here. Welcome to the show, Josh Kitchen. Hey guys, uh, good to be here. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you bringing a random guy on Twitter onto your <laughs> podcast. Um, a longtime listener. Uh, yeah, like you said, Joe, I slid into your DMs and let you know that I was going to the Rock Hall induction ceremony this year in LA because I signed up to be a stage fan. On, Which is a new thing. It is. Yeah. For, for as far as I know, Hall. it is a brand new thing. Yeah. They Now, can I slow you down just for a second? Yes. You live in Los Angeles. I live here in LA. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's get a, a little bit before yeah, we get like, to your experience. Yeah, like, what's your damage? Your... Why do you like the rock and roll? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, so, I mean, listening to this show, you know, I feel so seen. You know, I, I <laughs> love classic rock music, rock and roll my whole life. Concerts are my number one, you know, passion. I go to them a ton. Um, several, several this year. The pandemic really sucked because, for many reasons, but <laughs> no concerts, you know? <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, and, you know, so I've been following the Rock Hall since I was a lot younger, like early teens. Um, and the oldest memory I have, I think, was when Sabbath got inducted. Was that the same year as Talking Heads? No, that would have been a few years off. Talking Heads was 2002. Sabbath was uh, 2006. Okay. Um, I remember I remember both of them. That's kind of like a blur. So I was like 13. Right. Them. And this would have been the era of the VH1 broadcast exactly exactly so i was always really into it and i mean more of my damage like i have this ongoing note in my in my uh notes app of every individual member i've seen in concert okay oh, wow and uh, after this ceremony i'm up to 212 individual wow members. that's my brag I, yeah i like to see everybody you know so i'm very into it very nerdy that way um so I was very, very excited for the opportunity to go this year. Right. The fact that it's in Los Angeles for the first time in, you know, nine years, you know, it doesn't come around these parts very often. No, and I've only lived here for six. So this is my first chance to go. I was planning on attending, like to buy tickets, right? Sure. And that was like a total crapshoot because it was so hard. I was totally locked out of getting tickets. Yeah. So you attempted and it just was not, the demand was too high and you couldn't get through the websites. And then after like an hour, some showed up with resale, you know, and they were like $700. Yeah. Like something crazy. I couldn't obviously do. Sometimes they do a pre-sale for uh, Rock Hall members. Did you do that? I thought about it. I think it was like fifty dollars to become a member, if I'm right. not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And I have thought you about done it. that in the past, Joe? Yeah, I, 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 yes, I have. I think maybe the first year we went very nicely and very uh, almost savvily. My parents got me a membership for Christmas, which oh. set me up to then be ha- have access to the presale, and then that's how we got tickets. A lot of bands do that kind of thing too. Like I've yeah. been with like YouTube before, which is mm-hmm. really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I, I thought about it. I ended up not doing it. And then I just tried to do it the, you know, the old fashioned way and it did not work out. So I was totally out of luck. 
<laughs> had no intention on going, resigned, just watching it on HBO. Now, um, was there anyone from this class that you were particularly bummed about because you wanted to see them in particular? Uh, you know, I listened to the, your previous show and kind of like you, Joe, I wasn't like, not, not a lot of these people I was like listening to ad nauseum as a younger person or growing up, um, but I like everyone in the class. Like I remember mm-hmm. I got really into Duran Duran like 12 years ago because they played Coachella. And I obviously Dolly Parton is like the legend. You want to see her at, at some point in some and, context, yeah. right? And then and then when I saw that, you know, I think the last week she said, you know, I'm probably not going to tour anymore, just special one-offs that made me even more excited. Oh my um, god! I know. Now I'm starting to I'm really. Feel I, know, I, bad. <laughs> I have seen her. I have seen her okay. live. I saw her at the Hollywood Bowl, and I saw her live and in person. Just on a float waving at Dollywood 20 years ago. So those are my two encounters with Dolly. And, you know, if that's the best I can get, I'll take it. It is very weird that I was not at her induction. It feels (laughs) personally strange to me. We talked about it a little bit last week when we we can get into it a little bit later, but you did not, she didn't play like a ton. She did not play a ton. You know, so you you can take that, Kristen, as like some solace. Yeah, but she was just, you know, dollying around in her Mm -hmm. fun jumpsuits. She was dollying. That's true. Very heavily. It was great. And and, 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 uh, I'd seen Pat Benatar a few times, like, at county fairs. And I love Pat Benatar. So, like, obviously, it was great to see her get her due. We talked about it later. But, and um, you're in the mix. I was really wanting to see them just because, you know, they tour so infrequently. And Eminem Mm -hmm. was one of those things, like, I'm 32. So... When I was like 12, 13, it was like all my yeah. junior high was Eminem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, right. yeah. You know, I mean, it's, I, didn't, I don't love Eminem, but, you know, they're really fun songs. So, yeah. But, so I wasn't like so bummed I couldn't see any of these people, but so excited when I got the chance. <laughs> so how does it work? They sent out an email and they were just like, you seem like a cool guy. Want to no. sit on the stage? Like, how does this work? Why Not didn't even. we, did you know about this, Joe? I did. I did know about it. Yeah. So and I because think, we couldn't go, you knew you weren't, we weren't going to be in town. So it was like it was a kind of moot at that point. So to, okay. to preface what it is, so they run through something called One Iota, which is like a fan service to see like late night in LA, basically. You know, if you're or if the Grammys are here and wanting to see Camel or Camel Show or late late uh-huh. night, you can sign up and get free tickets to like shows. And they fill the audience that way, right? Um, so living here for a little while, I've done that. Like, a lot. is that how I've seen? I saw. I went to a taping of the Masked Singer. So I think it's like that. Yeah. I don't know if it was through One Iota or not. But through I, a I, company like that yeah. that exactly. fills seats for tapings. Yes, and so I, I I had not logged into that that off that frequently since the pandemic ended or you know lockdowns really. But so I I saw this on Twitter, and I can't remember if you tweeted it or if it was Future Rock Legends. I, I want to say Neil at Future Rock Legends uh, was one of the first people that to That must have been notice it. it. I, yeah, I follow them too. And um, I immediately signed up because this is all free. You're like, this is stuff it's, you don't pay for. Right. Um, so that is another thing. And I signed up thinking, oh, you know, may as well. I signed up for just one ticket. So I, I've been apologizing to my girlfriend. <laughs> so many people were there as dates and i was alone but um does she care about the rock hall at all or is she normal not really i mean yeah yeah, she is extremely normal she loves like music like me we love to go to concerts together we're both Mm -hmm. huge huge bruce springsteen fans so that was a little a bit of a sting we'll get there but (laughs) oh my um, gosh uh, yeah and um no so i went alone thinking and honestly thinking because i'd get a better chance of getting in if it was just a single ticket right yeah, um, smart. And then, yeah, and then a week, I want to say, let's see, the show itself is what day I was 
I don't know. When was it the 10th? It was November, Saturday. November 5th. Yeah. So I think it was 10 days before the, the event. I got an email saying, congrats, you're going. And it was awesome. And um, with no information, just said, you are going to be a stage fan. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> and I got no information until the day before of what that actually meant. And then I they refreshed like the ticket and the info. And it literally was like, you're going to be on the stage for the during the concert and um here's what you have to do you have to dress up nice in a suit and um did you wear a suit they said suit in particular they said formal attire yeah what does that mean for women again so rude it's just the expectations are just always so much higher on women like a man can get away with wearing a suit he only really needs to own one suit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know maybe so true but like formal wear like if you don't have something that's like seasonally appropriate or like ladies better wear long white gloves yeah like what is (laughs) well i got there i got there and i heard a woman say you know i don't have formal attire and it was very interesting to get there and, and they see, like, put her to the back they said you're not like, going on camera lady it was they had a full people... row of just middle-aged guys guys <laughs> 30, 30 to 60 in Wearing suits one just suit. in a row yeah that talks in with the sketchers yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah you had to dress for life normal okay interesting so I, wore, I like to hear that i didn't wear a three-piece i, I didn't wear a vest but i wore a jacket yeah. and a nice slacks good nice for shoes. you josh <laughs> reject the vest you yeah. can tell so then I'll just like explain the starting of the day and how we got there. Please, I mean, yeah. Yeah. They said to be there. The ticket check-in was like between three and five, ended at five, hard hard stop at five. The fine print on the uh, ticket info was, you know, this is not guaranteed. You, you, you know, we give out oh my more. Gosh. We give out more than is are going to be allowed in. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be the first guy there. And I think I was like in the first 15 people there. Yay. They let, they let so you, you got there at like three? Yeah, like 3, 3.30. Yeah. And it was complimentary parking at this uh, parking area near LA, uh, LA Live. Uh, okay, so that's huge. wow. That's First huge. of all, that's act- that is I actively, know. these tickets were not just free. It's like they paid you. It was wild. I know. I'm because to get like, free parking at LA Live is like. Uh, impossible. I cannot believe that that happened. It was super cool. And when I get there early. Minimum it's like, $25 no bonus. Yes, yeah, everything's open already. Exactly. And I think it was like barely under half a mile from the Microsoft Theater. So I walk over there, got there like inside the hotel. The check-in was at the one that's next to Ritz Carlton. It's one of those fancy hotels right next to the Microsoft Theater. Okay. Um, and but another reason to get there early is because you had to get a COVID test when you got there. Um, so oh. they were keeping us in a bubble when we got there. Sure. Um, so you were masked up, I imagine. Yeah, they asked you to wear a mask, which I'm, you know, I think is great. And I got there. Took the test, extremely nervous, like I would be positive. You, can you imagine you went all this yeah. way and then oh like somehow you're asymptomatic well, like, and then- I'm just yeah. generally kind of congested like all the time. Sure. So like, oh gosh, is this is it more today? Is this, is this COVID? Mm-hmm. But no, I got the 15 minutes later, negative. I was really tempted to ask them like, hey, have you got any positive today? Do you have to say anybody? Yeah, out of curiosity, like have you turned anyone? Yeah, can I yeah. call my girlfriend? I didn't want to make him feel weird, so I did not ask. So at the time you get your test back, it was like you just- have to wait until the time to line up which is about four so they encourage you to get through <laughs> in like bold letters you will not be fed <laughs> please come full <laughs> right that's what i mean that's what i was thinking if like you have to get you get there at 3 30 and you don't yeah. get out of there until after midnight like that sounds brutal yeah so i like 
tried to eat as much before I got there, and I just walked over to Yard House, <laughs> got a burger, <laughs> uh -huh, uh, uh -huh. which you know was a little too rare, and I got extremely nervous. I was going to have food poisoning. Oh <laughs> God! You're just like anything can happen. Yeah, you're just like I'll get COVID. I'll get food I, poisoning. Something is going to get in the way of this yeah, like nice it, setup that I'm being given. That's exactly right. Like this is all too good to be true. But no, it turned out great. I got back in line, being the early guy I am. I was like first or second in line to like get in. So they had us. Did all you make out. friends with like the other super nerd next to you? Like, well, oh, you too. You they were really into this. They were not as nerdy as me. I Like what? Like what was the vibe? Were there like Duran Duran fans? No, or was it, it just question. like kind of. It people really were like i don't even know like, what this is or and that's what it mostly seemed like um, i think a lot of casual fans like a lot of people like were very excited for people like eminem and dolly um but like not really like rock and roll like diehards rock and roll uh hall of fame diehards i should say and i think people just like heard about it or like i asked one person how did you find she's oh a friend just told me about it um that kind of thing the woman in front of me said she's from cleveland so i think she was excited um mm -hmm. and she had been in different uh ceremonies before Oh, that's cool. um yeah so at about five o'clock they start lining us up and walking us to the microsoft theater huge line of people um like stopping traffic and stuff and then we line up and walk behind uh they gave us wristbands by the way just like priority i was in priority Ooh. Uh, i know and um <laughs> we got a window seat love yeah. it so they line us up and they get us into the building about 6 15 or so 6 30 um so we were actually waiting outside for a little while in line waiting to get in and then we go like behind the stage and literally backstage walking across all like the drums kits and stuff like that and then they lead us out and on the stage there are stage left stage right two bleachers uh sets of bleachers and they lead us in and it's beautiful oh my inside. gosh i but, know but this is going to be a six hour concert no on yeah. bleachers so i'll like, get to how Christ. yeah it was actually um it was a bleacher setup so like the chairs were kind of comfortable oh okay but it was chairs you had a back yeah, and everything the seats were all they were like risers okay exactly. good. i'm like okay. trying to imagine yeah. sitting with no back like on a metal, five hours metal, I know, yeah. slab yeah and um so i'm stage left third i got third row um Ooh, and I'm, I'm okay right. so we will be seeing you on camera you might not there's a screen next to me and i think like two seats away they were kind of on very rarely so i think i'm not on it but i was situated where like people could come out present and stuff so you could kind of see who was coming out oh that's Ooh. pretty cool yeah and like people go like i love you like i i would be too nervous to do that so i didn't try to communicate with anybody <laughs> also professional you were acting yeah. In, yeah. in a professional manner yeah i mean i get you know excited about people but i try to be cool in those kind of situations of course and it's of not course. like you can have your phone out and take pictures of people anyway um, did they zip so, your phone up did they so, do one of those uh, they things actually when you got in there was like a chance for us to kind of take a selfie by the stage i think i sent you one joe yeah um and then 10 15 before the show starts they yonder it they select those green pouches yeah um and then you just hold on to them the whole time so the for the bathroom situation it was extremely like militant like <laughs> you had to go at only small windows between the packages right so of course in, like you know the, the, okay 
So it's so, not like the Oscars where they had backup seat fillers for the seat fillers. They would let people down from the back while you went if it was going to be on camera. So like there was the inductor, the performance, and the acceptance speech. So you have to go between one of those. And they would let like 10 people go at a time. Basically, if you go, you probably will miss a package because they won't let you until the package rotates to the next one. So I actually, at the end of Elizabeth Cotton, I went to the bathroom and I missed Alice Cooper in duct judas priest oh. and i thought i was going to miss the band but they let us back in before so oh that's nice Do, were you allowed to eat or drink at all during the ceremony portion i guess i'm just wondering you know no so i don't know if you know the exact length of this show but it it went from 7 to 12 45 a.m <laughs> and so it was like almost six hours five yeah. hours and 45 minutes the time i got to go to the bathroom next to the porta potties very nice porta potties by the way well you know they're fine um <laughs> you got fruit snacks and like nutrient bars if you desire and a bottle of water you know which it could have been worse yeah so if you didn't come full like you really could have been screwed but luckily i felt <laughs> yeah you, you you yard you got your yard yeah. house you got, a, you got your you. absolutely bloody yard house burger at that point um, i thought i would survive and not get food poisoned i was there there to enjoy myself so the show started at about seven and i will tell you you know this is interesting because i read all the stuff about Alex morris that um, you guys discussed it on your previous show about, you know, kind of a real dude heavy atmosphere there as far as the crew and stuff. Yeah. It was like all dudes on the stage. And it was kind of, I didn't see any women at all except like performers and presenters. Oh. And I bring that up because like before the show, like five, 10 minutes before the show started, you know, those in front of each bleacher seated area for fans, um, there's like these tracking cameras, right? And sure. so it's really looked expensive looking ones that you see in like bonus features on DVDs, right? Mm -hmm. um, this They were testing it and it was going super fast and it crashed. Whoa. <laughs> and it was so loud and, and scary. And the moment it happened, like all these dudes just swore. <laughs> of course. And it was like, honestly, 15 minutes of them freaking out and like yelling at the one iota people for letting people walk in front of it. <laughs> and I Whoa. was like, this whole show is going to get pushed because of this camera but they did, did could you did it look like the camera like shattered or anything or like broke it, or? It, it, it was going so fast it looked like it hit something in the track where it became unlodged and um, um they fixed it though so that's something you're not going to see on tv <laughs> was that well, before that was before that was like right before. before the show was going to start exactly yeah Drama. and then, and then another cool thing about being in those seats is you're 10 feet from the floor. So I got to see like all of the, the musicians and like celeb famous people like at their tables. And kind yeah. Of, like, that was the most fascinating thing was watching them all. Just right. Who themselves. did you have like kind of a, um, a clock. good I got some of. good ones. So the closest table to me was actually like 10 feet away from me was the professor, Roy Bitten, the mainstream band. And at his table with Robbie Robertson from the band, which is pretty darn cool. That is cool. Um, and then Kyle McLaughlin from Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh, hey, Kyle. You know, America's uh, power trio. Yeah, I mean, you Wait, can't go anywhere without the three of them were sitting three. together? Yeah, at the table. It was weird. It was so um, cool. I, was I, like, love, guys, I wonder if you put those three names into Google, <laughs> what will come up as their like common denominator. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Very strange. That's, um, I like that. And the next table over was the priest table. So all those guys. Um, so it was a bunch of just like nuns and <laughs> yeah, JK. The, yeah, the I'm yeah. joking. Yeah. And I'm then just the, kidding. Then they had like Pink and Dave Grohl next to them. 
as you got further away, it was like Lionel Richie and Eminem was on our side when he finally came later on. And then the first guy to walk in before the show, Adele Cool J came in, everyone freaked out. Um, Gwen Stefani, the weirdest one. Wait, so there. Were, so hold on, Eminem was not there at the top of the show. No, so this is another thing. I could kind of tell like who was coming next like as the show went on because people wouldn't be there. And then if they were there, they would disappear. Um, okay. So Eminem didn't come onto the floor until right about his induction time. Sure. Um, same with Eurythmics. The weirdest person on the floor I saw was Robert Kraft, the owner of, I think, the Patriots, right? Yeah, he's actually been to a ceremony before. Has he? Okay, I was confused about that. This guy next to me was like, I think that's Ralph Lauren. I was like, I could kind of see it, but no, it was Robert Kraft you know, from the massage parlors to come to. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I'm like, he's like not good, right? No. No. Okay. He is. I, I, the thing, what, what, it made sense. He was at the 2018 ceremony because I, I think he's it. tight with John Bon Jovi. Oh, okay. I didn't see JBJ. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, Bon Jovi, like, also wanted to own a football team, et cetera, et cetera. So I think they were chummy for, I don't know, a number of reasons, but that's really funny. And now when you say people, like, uh, uh, got excited when LL Cool J got there, do you just mean, like, everyone where they were sitting could tell it was LL Cool J walking into, like... Yeah, you could see him. He kind of has that, like, glowing star quality and so people could tell me walked in and then people all on the floor were all asking for pictures shaking hands like even like these people who like probably were guests that people were so excited you know um yeah. and, and you could not if you're like in the actual like i paid to be here seats there was a, a rope you couldn't intermingle at all or anything like that that's great you I were love- beyond the velvet rope i know i know um, and then some wow <laughs> Oh, and then I wanted to bring up, you know, Kristen, you mentioned we needed a movie producer there because I couldn't remember who it was who made a good movie. Oh, Sylvia um, Robinson. Yeah, Bruckheimer was there. So I was like, well, there he is. Oh, right. Yeah. Jerry just B. the one, Jerry just the guy yeah. to handle this just story. To handle a story well, like I hope Sylvia had Robinson. Absolutely the one I would pick. That's incredible. Wow. Well, that's I the love thing that. is like, you know, like we were talking about, it's very rarely in Los Angeles. So like these folks. Thank uh, you. Know. Yeah. Okay, so wow, you, you you've got one of the best seats in the house, I'd say. Yeah, bird's eye view of a lot of the action. And it was and um another thing that was really cool about being in that spot is you could see the teleprompter. Um Ooh. yeah. So, oh. <laughs> so you could see like Ooh, you could see what you could see it flashing at Stevie Nicks saying, wrap it up, and she's oh. just only she's just waving the piece of paper around in her hand. She that does was our not experience. care. <laughs> oh wow. Well yeah. there were like there were pros and cons of seeing the teleprompter because a lot of it you get spoiled if you're like it's hard not to look at it. It was so of course, yeah. You it's know? like captions, how it's hard not to read exactly, captions. Exactly, exactly. So you know, I was watching it all night. So you can see who's coming up, who's about to speak, what they're about to say what joke is actually written what's not and not off the cuff yeah exactly that's what that's and, always fun and it's heavily heavily everything was scripted like i'm sure you guys know like almost nothing was ad-libbed and yeah that's a little secret about hollywood that they yeah don't know. exactly unless you're christopher guest but yeah um do you and think then- joe and i could get hired to write just a little intro bits for the rock hall Oh my god! I think Joe, absolutely. at the very least, could do it. Who do we have to talk to? Have you have ever tried? Down Pat. <laughs> have you ever tried to get that job, Joe? Yeah, I'm curious, like who? Because there's not, there aren't credited writers, right? And Is so, there like a, a Bruce Valanche for the Rock right? Hall? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the Rock Hall's Valanche. I do think. I mean, I do. I mean, I honestly, know, the role you were born to have. <laughs> there's a lot of people who ha- have their own writers. 
whether it's Bruce or Jimmy Iovine who oh yeah Jimmy Iovine's writer have mm-hmm. folks that have written or ghost written for them for a long time if, right. if they're an institution like that you know they have their team but then you wonder for someone like Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo it's like they probably don't have a, a writer on retainer no, so exactly yeah. like especially like Jimmy Iovine and the Bruce thing especially like I know you guys watched the Defiant Ones so you already knew that story about Because of the Night um, and mm-hmm. like as a huge Bruce fan, like I, it goes further than that. Like in 2010, they put out a documentary about the darkness on the edge of town album, exact same story told the exact same way. So for like, that was like a third or fourth time hearing this. So it's like, oh, that's so can. Yeah, you know? exactly. So like, like the people there, it's, you know, obviously brand new. But I so, do know there are people within the rock hall who, I mean, the producers help to guide the, all, all the speeches if help is, is needed, totally. you know, which, which often it is. These are, musicians who aren't always the most polished speakers you know they try right. to do a good job with who they book but you know depending on who's being inducted etc well when it comes to like not being scripted is the accepted speeches obviously and that is where the please wrap up came in <laughs> yeah oh hell yeah that's always so fun because it's it, when especially when it's rock stars who are not used to being told to shut up exactly <laughs> the only and so i'll let you know the only person that they clearly told to wrap it up and they did not listen for Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. They went long. They went really Ooh. long. Sure, sure. Um, and you know what? Like, I thought about it, like, deservedly so, to be honest. Uh, they're legends. They are so amazing what they do and what they've done for music. Um, so I totally was, I was really excited for them to have that moment. But they did get told to wrap it up. <laughs> I yeah. mean, they at do least like to talk, it wasn't, but they're, you they're know, fun, like you said someone who wasn't you know how are they on the mic are they like compelling were they at least interesting or were they kind of rambly no a little bit they're um they got a little rambly and they actually they referenced that they said you know i'm getting a little long but sure um (laughs) but they were funny good stories very entertaining and janet was right there so it was like people were so and then you also just get to look at janet so if you ever get bored you just get to look over there's janet Janet. well when it was the they play their package um their video montage and she just I think she walks up the giant awesome hair and like that and the girl like is like it's not a perfume she smells amazing <gasps> oh my god that would have been me i'm crying we, we would not have been close uh, enough Kristen. we wouldn't have been close no, enough to smell joe we would have been fan stage fans or whatever they were called we would have been sitting next to josh <laughs> I, it would have been us. Well, you know what? What I'd like to do is uh, I'd like to maybe run through yeah, and, and right. just kind of as a, as a means to like prompt memories and 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 info. Yeah, perfect. But, uh, before we do that, why don't we take a quick break? Uh, and then we yeah, we're back. not going to make you wait here the entire time until a package rolls to go take care <laughs> of your business. business. All right, we'll be right back. Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break, you fixed and solved an issue that you didn't even really know was there. And but you possibly were like, came up with an alternate career path just for just for yourself. While, while, while you're doing it. Um, okay, so Josh, I, unless there's anything else that comes to mind, what I thought we could do as I teased before the break, I'll just kind of go through the running order. And if anything comes to mind that you, you know, remember from your experience, we can talk about it. If not, no pressure. We can move on. So I, unless I'm mistaken, the only person who came out before the show started was Mr. John Sykes. The most exciting moment of the night, obviously. <laughs> a chairman yeah. of the board. No, nothing to report except like, um, like Pat Francis said, he said it's going to rotate LA, Cleveland, New York. Whether that happens, we'll see. Um, and then he also, I don't know if he knew this, but he mentioned that John Landau, who was there, is retiring from the Rock Hall. Nominating committee and, and Rock Hall duties. Yeah. Yes. And Joe, did you know that? Did we I, talk I about did. that? I did. I brought okay. it up unofficially, acting like I didn't know it for sure um, <laughs> in, the, oh. in the past. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it kind of makes sense. Like, oh, wow, they really ushered in Alan Grubman and Jimmy Ivey and, uh, on his last year, didn't they? Cool. All right. And then I, you know, I don't know if this is when we were there in 2021, they did a quick, like, here's everybody who you're going to see yes. montage of names. And that was mm-hmm. exciting because it includes a lot of names you didn't know that you were going to see. Yes, they did do that. I think I knew about everybody except I think, yeah, you're right. They did say Jackson Brown, who did not play, who was there, by the way. He was in the audience, if you're right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. I don't think anyone else was a surprise except, I mean, if you're following the news of the hall all day, like I was, it wasn't a surprise. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the, Bruce is going to be there. <laughs> like that. The <laughs> bits of info came out uh, if if you knew where to look and if you followed yes. uh, future rock legends. Yeah. Um, okay. And then first up was uh, Duran Duran and a speech from Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that was the first thing. Um, I you could we saw him doing a little bit of a sound check like 15 minutes before, but he's on the other side of the stage, so I could not tell who it was except they were wearing a lime green suit. So when the show started, he they brought him to our side and like, oh, that's Robert Downey Jr. You were bald, <laughs> but you were him. And um, yeah, it was a great speech. And I was kind of confused at first, but the more I thought about it, it kind of made sense. Like, you know, like Duran Duran, he's kind of this poppy, extravagant, you know, actor at this point. And he, he, they played his wedding, he said. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that was part of his speech. And that was great. And then Duran Duran came out and they were awesome. 
Mm-hmm. They played all the way to the chorus of Girls on Film. Not Until really they realized their technical snafu, right? It was only Levon singing, and you could not hear any of the band. I was like, wow, I really hope this is not the whole night. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. And how was the sound where, <clears throat> where you were sitting? Yeah, so Pat said the sound was kind of weird for the audi- the mezzanine and the audience out there, but besides, once you know Duran Duran started playing uh, normally, the sound was great. It sounded like a like regular concert, and, and sometimes it could be kind of weird side stage for sound, but it sounded awesome. Nice. They did Girls on Film, Hungry Like the Wolf, and Ordinary World, which, you know, is my favorite Duran Duran song. I'm such a fan of that song. <laughs> Sounded great. And the best part of that song was watching the audience and Rob Halford from Jewish Priest is singing every word to Ordinary World. Wow. <laughs> Oh wow! I love that you could see this shit. This is the yeah, shit I, I want to know. This is cool. It yeah, intense. it was so touching, like like wholesome, and like because he's decked out in like the leather and studs, and he's just like so in love with the song. And who knew? And, yeah, I know. And then Robbie Robinson from the band, like five feet away, it's like has his finger in his ear, like turn that down, and that's what it looked like. Robbie Robertson. <laughs> like I felt bad. Like obviously his ear hurts, but it just looked like this cantankerous old man. Right, yeah, like this new fangled, new wave music. New wave. (laughs) I like the old wave. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he actually, I think, left not long after that. But that's beside the point. Duran Duran were really good. And their speeches were great. And then after that, you know, we talked about Janet coming up, being able to smell her perfume and inducting Mm -hmm. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Uh, Anything notable that we haven't already talked about with with those guys or the package or, you know. The package is really good. And like you, I mean... I love R&B pop music, but not enough to like know all of everything they talked about in that montage. So it was really cool to like know that they did that. Um, so it was really fun, really good. And their speeches were fun. They're, oh, his mom, I think Terry Lewis's mom was there and she was adorable. She was like maybe yeah. 90 years old and she was up moving all night long. It was really sweet. Oh, uh, was she moving to all night long? Yeah, I, that's a great question. She probably was. Everybody was, but yeah. Uh, and then after that was uh, Cheryl Crow for Benatar and Geraldo. Yes. So that was really cool. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, I've never, I've only seen, I've seen Benatar and Spider, Neil, Neil Spider Geraldo twice. Which is his na- nickname. Wait, say what? Has this ever come up that his I don't, nickname I don't is think Spider it has. on the show? This I is it news has. to me. I, Correct now, me if I'm wrong, but I think it's spider with a Y. I think. Yeah, spider spelled spelled with a Y for old Geraldo. Oh, awesome. um, Same as the yeah. were they, were they, Eclipse spider. Were they calling him spider at that evening? No, they did not call him spider. I just knew that because I'm a nerd. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> she, she I get calls it. Calls him spider. Like if you see him in concert, she'd be like spider. You know, like play a solo. You know that kind of thing. So, but wow. Cheryl's speech was great. You know, she brought the Rolling Stone out. It was so cool. They looked so good on that cover. And that was a fun one because that was, and I was watching the teleprompter while she gave her speech and she, there were things on that that she did not say because they were kind of cringy and like, like Ooh. she was like, I am good for her. All, everyone here knows Pat Benatar's music. Like we can all sing those songs. And the teleprompter said, let me take a few shots and I'm there. And she just did not say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're done. Does, yeah. Oh, also, I don't know. I don't even really know Again, what that is. Again, this is they gotta to. hire us. Like, I need yeah. to take your shots to like get loose and sing these songs or something. I don't oh, know. okay. Yeah. I thought no. that was. A, I thought that was a lyric. I was like, I don't know that one. Yeah. Uh, nope. <laughs> but then is, um, we are available. 
the producers right. listen to this show. We, we will we will write stuff that uh, the your presenters won't in the moment abandon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the, Pat and Neil came out, and I gotta tell you, they she sounded honestly the best I've ever heard her sound. She sounded so strong. She Is it because you were like twenty feet from her? <laughs> it could have been. No, hey, at the Santa Barbara County Fair. I was pretty close. Oh, okay. Okay. But they probably had the same quality uh, sound system as as the Rock Hall. I would imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. There's like hay bales and cows, but um, no, um, no, they sounded great. I was I was actually shocked at how good they sounded. I love Pat Benatar, and it was just so great to see her get this because she clearly deserves it. Um, she's such a legend, um, and and you know, like you guys, I was kind of like, yeah. He's getting into, <laughs> yeah. But the fact that she wants it and is so passionate about it, let I'll, her have it. Okay, that's you know I can get with that. Um, mm-hmm. and their speech is very sweet, so yeah, great. And then oh, see your your man comes out, Bruce, to induct Jimmy Iovine. My man, Bruce comes out. Um, unfortunately, his that there are two podiums, you know, right by us on the other side. He got the one over there for that one. Damn. <laughs> Just for the for the listener, you are the one thing we can see in your background right now is you have a framed poster of Springsteen on Broadway. Yeah. I love the guy. So, um, at the rock hall was my 15th time seeing him perform music. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. going to go see him in Kansas city next year. Can't wait. Cause he's not playing anywhere right here in California. Huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's my guy. Um, my girlfriend and I are big, big fans together. Um, very important to me. So I was extremely excited when I heard he'd be playing. Yeah. There was no promise he'd be performing music. Um, right. Yeah. I just known that he was going to induct Ivy. Um, right. Very excited for that. And it was a good, it was, you know, they're such good buddies. And so was, you could tell they love each other. So it was very nice. That's um, great. Yeah. His speech and Jimmy's speech, just kind of your standard uh high quality speeches we expect from those guys right yeah i mean you know uh he thanked john lennon which is kind of cool because you know he worked on i think some of those early john lennon albums yeah thanked his young hot wife like you mentioned <laughs> <laughs> boy, jimmy yeah but yeah it, it was fine it was good great and then after that was the elizabeth cotton package now is Very this cool. is this you had to leave you went to the bathroom after this yeah so okay. i saw the package and like you guys had said on your other your previous show, those the non-performers, I'm sorry, they're performers, but obviously they're deceased and not there except Belafonte. Um, they were very short. Um, yes. Nobody came out to induct them, which I agree was pretty lame. Or at least have somebody in the video say like yeah. Elizabeth Cotton, welcome to the Rock and Hall of Fame, or it's my yeah. pleasure to induct Elizabeth Cotton. Yeah, like just the thing that is has always been there since the beginning mm-hmm. of the hall, you know, to break tradition, just to save like a minute kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, so that was a shame, but that's when I went to the restroom. So I missed Alice Cooper giving his induction speech to Judas. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they let us back in right before, um, during, so during Priest's montage. So um, that's oh, cool. very cool montage. You know, I'm not a huge Judas Priest fan. I like metal, you know, I love Rammstein. <laughs> Um, I like some of those I really like a lot of like Sad Love Sabbath Metallica is pretty fun but I'm not a huge Priest fan so you know the three songs they sang were like the fun ones to hear right Um, did did the package convert you to some degree 
it did because just of how what they did for the culture you know the, yeah. the, the subculture that is like you know the leather the motorcycles that a lot of gay culture you know like very yeah, right mm-hmm. and halford you know he even said the first thing he said i'm the gay member of judas priest you know right, right, right. Um, and, but their whole speech it's funny their whole speech for his speech was all about how metal is inclusive we're here for everybody you know black white gay straight religious non-religious etc and honestly that kind of was how the ceremony as a whole i thought thematically ended up being because this class was so multicultural and uh with men women people who are a lot older people who are a lot younger and that kind different of different genres yeah yeah mm-hmm. that became kind of the theme of the night which i thought was really cool um, yeah. it's weird that priests were kind of the first one to touch on that <laughs> you would expect but if you think about it you're like oh actually you know that that kind of tracks and i will say priest you know obviously we knew there was kind of some bad blood there because they were inducted on musical excellence category yeah um, it seemed like the hall bent over backwards to patch that stuff up mm-hmm. there was not a mention of the subcategory they were a part of the club and they heavily had Halford as part of the show. So it seemed like Halford was very happy with that. So it seemed like all good feelings from them. That's uh, that's great to hear. And, uh, you know, they played with uh, with two guys who are not uh, in, in yeah. the band anymore. Wes Binks and, and K.K. K. Downing. Downing. Yeah. yeah. And, they were, and they rocked. They were so cool. I thought he sounded great. It was heavy. Um, people were so into it. I mean... Not everyone there looked like metal fans, but everyone was having mm-hmm. a Grohl was rocking out, you know. That's yeah, that's what I want to know. Oh, yeah. I wanna, I'm who sure in the crowd Grohl was like had the headbang going for sure. He was loving it, you know. Um, so it was really fun. Nice. I don't know if we asked, could you see and was Dolly on the floor at all during yeah, the show? Yeah, I mentioned earlier, Dolly walked on the floor before the show started and everyone lost their shit. <laughs> sure, because that's someone you can identify and from a mile glowing. away. Literally, she was glowing. Like, her dress was sequined. Sparkly. So, and, yeah. Like a mm-hmm. ball. Well, uh-huh. so everyone freaked out. So she was watching everything. <laughs> and, yeah. Do you know, was she with... Her rock and roll freak husband. Yeah, was was her rock and roll freak husband Carl there? Strike, but I know that she mentions that he's a rock and roll freak. Plays it all day through the house, louder than it is here. She Did said. she yeah. mention that at the ceremony? Yeah. Oh she my said, god. Rock she... He plays rock and roll louder than it is here tonight. That's perfect. Anyway, I we'll we'll get to Dolly. It. I was and just like, I want to know ahead of time was she there throughout the whole thing and yeah, she, she was. was. And that's awesome. She was into it. Um, after Juice Priest, we got the Sylvia Robinson package. You so know. cool just to watch like this this woman like join this boys club being like arguably more influential than half the guys there yeah for right she did. Mm-hmm. we'll get to grooveman he's like thanking all of these non-performers like i'm so glad we're inducting more he didn't mention her but i thought like that's the kind of person you want in this yeah totally mm-hmm. yeah absolutely just- yeah. Like yes. this cat, the 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 non-performer, the Erdogan Award is often awarded to people who do not need it and have so much money and are already so connected industry wide. But yeah, Sylvia's is, if we're gonna do it, like that's kind of where yeah. we should be focusing right. our our efforts. After that, we get uh, Sarah Borellis for Carly Simon. Yeah, so this is a portion I was really excited for because. Uh... You were, t- you were talking about people I like in this class, and I forgot to mention I love Carly Simon. <laughs> I love James Taylor, Carol King, Cat Stevens. Like the only musician I've ever actually seen at that theater was Cat Stevens when he came back on her Yusuf Islam on his big re- uh, comeback like eight years ago. Uh-huh. 
that was like up in the rafters for that. But um, mm-hmm. I love all those guys. Um, so I was so excited and obviously so sad she wasn't going to be there. But understandably, like the tragedy she went through a couple weeks ago. I mean, yeah, yeah. really, really sad. So awful. Borellis mentioned that in her speech. She read a little bit from Carly and said, like, due to personal tragedy or something like that. I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much. Right. And, and, you know, she started when it, it's the, the connection, obviously familial, but also, you know, with at least one of those sisters, that was the beginning of her career was was singing with her sister. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so it's her video package. Yeah. So everyone. Right. Yeah. Very, very early on. So, you know, to obviously losing both your sisters in the same week is is tragic. But also when you think about like. Uh, right. a lifetime achievement award like this and like kind of where it all began and how important that connection was to the the genesis of this whole thing totally yeah so brellis did i can't remember the name of the song nobody does it better nobody does it better well she did baby you're the best <laughs> i won't say if she did it better than carly simon but it was very wonderful and then i was expecting alanis to pop out of a side hatch or something <laughs> Maybe, I mean, it may be before, maybe in the middle, like at some point during your so vain with Olivia Rodrigo, but at no point. No, it was just Olivia who was great. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I was racking my brain to figure out why Olivia Rodrigo for that song. And and I was like, well, I guess it's so obvious. Her whole vibe is like the song you're so vain, you know, like revenge. It's very scorned and scorned, spurned lover gonna yeah say say his say their piece yeah it totally worked and i thought the performance she sounded great she was so into it and people loved it um it was one of those like massive current stars uh, you know that doesn't come too often at this kind of thing like pop stars you know yeah now obviously the moment everybody's been waiting for and i'm curious because the way you've been pronouncing it maybe we've been pronouncing it incorrectly the whole time is it Grubman? Because <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. I, mean, I was thinking about that too. And I actually can't figure out if I'm saying it wrong, if it's Grubman or Grubman. I think it's Grubman just based on the people that have been on our show that are familiar with him. But I could be, you know, again, I'm no expert. I mean, we're going to find out in two days when this airs. Yeah. so yeah that was the biggest moment of the night aside from the president opening things off (laughs) (laughs) of course yeah no so we got john mellencamp doing uh you know we were kind of hoping grubman would would just get like maybe a little package not spend a ton of time but it seems like actually here's my thoughts on that so pat mentioned that too the mellencamp looks very I don't know. Rough. <laughs> I mean, to, listen, I I don't mean to like defend him or anything, but I will in the sense of like Bruce looks like supernaturally good for his age. Right. John Mellencamp maybe just looks appropriate for he's an old man. <laughs> it's just like he happens to be in a room with Dolly Parton and Bruce Springsteen, like these people who look amazing like right. beyond what is and also, uh, allowed usually like that's the difference between someone who's had good work and yeah, someone mm-hmm. who's had no work because no one's gonna accuse bruce of getting you know any kind of work done and yet if you can make it look natural that's like that's, that's the, the that's goal the key. or whatever in this uh-huh. town and mellencamp maybe didn't get the memo he was <laughs> from indiana but God bless him. I mean, his speech was very touching as far as defending um, or raging against anti-Semitism, which is great because Grubin is Jewish and he, he mentioned that. 
and it was kind of awkward. <laughs> There's like the funny thing about being in this like audience stage fans is we give a lot of standing ovations. So like, and it oh, was you're like, kind of forced to stand. Yeah. So Mellencamp had like five moments in a row where you'd want to give standing. So we were up down. It was like church. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> like, attacking like people who were anti-Semitic. Um, who would have thought for? the Grubman induction would be full of standing ovations. That, that would, would not have been my... <laughs> yeah, right? Well, because clearly he was, uh, you know, he was going more general with the theme of anti-Semitism, yes. you know, and the fact that we can all get on board, uh, you know, combating yeah. evils like, like that is yeah, like such enough. a clear... We can all agree, this is bad, right? And everyone's like, yes, I will be on camera confirming that this is bad. I was like watching who was giving standing ovations during this part yeah. of the speech. Uh -huh. uh, it seemed like everybody was into it, which was good. Uh, sure. um, and but the Grubman part itself, people love him. I guess he did a lot of good for his clients, which is great. I don't know if it's rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. But then again, Protecting your money is rock and roll, baby. Yeah. And um, he gave his speech, and um, I will say the video package for him and heavily involved Mariah Carey. And my thought was like, maybe now this I love to hear. And I would have been absolutely being like, maybe she's here. Maybe she's coming out. I don't think she was there, but it definitely no such luck. Like was gearing up to maybe induct her soon because she was a big part of that video. Yeah, and I could see that happening. Mm -hmm. His montage was her, Sting, Bruce, uh, and a few other people. Uh, Bono was in the, the, the montage. And his speech was fine. He was very appreciative. He talked about uh, like coming up with the idea for the Rock Hall with Seymour Stein and Jan Wenner. Interesting. Uh, oh, they, uh, they came up with that? Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. revisionist history just know, right, right there. If you want to listen to our episode with uh, Bruce Brandwin from a, a few weeks right. ago, uh, feel free to do that and then, <laughs> you know, come to your own conclusions, I suppose. But And um, Alan Grubman, he kept blowing his nose and coughing. He kept saying, getting over a cold. <laughs> oh, boy. Ooh. Oh, boy. Someone loudly say, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> And so we, we got, after that, we got a package for Harry Belafonte, you know, and no. Yeah, and that's, that's another reason why I was like, they let Grumman and Mellencamp go for almost, it was like half an hour, okay? Yeah. And like, Belafonte gets 35 seconds. And I was like, I was thinking like, oh man, I bet they could get like Barack Obama to come and talk Yeah. Right? Like, absolutely. Be, Although that they, as we've actually discussed on the show before, they don't have like the best uh, relationship because Belafonte was like, "You need to be more progressive, like <laughs> cut this centrist shit out." Like, but I could still see like you know, o Obama will you know it's a good PR moment. He will he yeah. will take it. Right, but no, it was short and sweet. Um, I would have loved a performance for him, which he obviously honestly definitely deserve it just didn't it would have been so cool deo coming through the audience i'm yeah. just saying that could have been cool would have been nice to see like i mean and i guess i don't know his condition and like what what he's like right now but like you know something from his home a video right. or something given that he's so alive he, you know he's in there he inducted nwa if i'm not mistaken he right? did he yeah and he and i want to say he inducted uh he rules seeger but even before that so he's he's shown wow. up to the hall before yeah. um and, and belafonte is great but yeah i hope he, he is able to appreciate this um and then what we got lionel richie next with uh with a speech from lenny kravitz okay so Okay. I, I love Lionel Richie. Okay. That's just, that's basically it. I, you know, and mm -hmm. like, I didn't know how much I love Lionel Richie is the thing. 
Mm. Coming uh-huh. in, you went, you went See, in. This is one of those moments. This is Joe's favorite thing to go I, in and be like, all right, let's see what this is about and come out and go in. I stand. I went in as a like casual to semi big semi fan. And then like, you know, I watch American Idol. <laughs> He's so nice on that show and love the hits and Commodores are great. So Kravitz's speech was really good. They, they're friends. They talked like when they were younger together. I'm not so super close in age, but like when he was young. Um, yeah. And Lionel's speech was fun. It was good. Like Pat Francis mentioned, it was weird where he's like, family, hope you don't miss me too much because I'm never coming home. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah so down. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, there you go. Good job, Joe. Thank Thanks. But I, but the reason why I'm so excited is because Lionel Richie brought the house down. Like wow. that was the first performance of the night, where like the whole place was absolutely on their feet. It was jubilant. Um, <laughs> like people, it was incredible. Like he was so great. So obviously he started with hello, everyone singing along. He asked us to sing along, which we obliged. Um, and then Easy with Dave Grohl. I know, Joe, you were a little upset about that because the Commodores obviously should be there too. I just don't. I mean, like, if you want to play a Commodore song, induct the Commodores. I'm sorry. Like, um, I, know. I don't. I mean, and it's and funny they... because Springsteen actually, I'm going to, you know, talk about the boss again. He just put out a soul covers album called Only the Strong Survives. It's great. And there's a Commodore song in there called Night Shift, which was like their first big song after Lionel left. Yes. Band. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, his version's great. It's so fantastic. Like they should be in there singing that too, but I digress. And then he plays All Night Long, and that's a song where just people have lost their minds. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those, I think, undeniable, like catchy, We're dancing, get everybody on the dance floor. Or in unison. It was awesome, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Yeah. It was great. And then, oh, uh, yeah. During uh, Kravitz's speech to induct him, I saw my guy Bruce in the audience texting, which was funny. That's incredible. <laughs> and flipping through the program. <laughs> That's oh boy. so funny. Love it. <laughs> wow, I'm so yeah. glad you caught that. It's it like, great. all right, let's, uh, let's get on with it. Um, and okay, after that, we got the Eurythmics with a speech from Edge. The Edge, yeah. excuse me. I call him Fedge. I don't know if you ever From heard of Fedge. Fedge. You, you talking you two to me podcast with Scott Ackerman and uh-huh. Superfine. They call him Fedge. Anyway. Got it. <laughs> um, he comes, I'm a huge U2 fan, and he his speech is right by us. So that's very fun. Wearing a hat, always is. Always wearing the beanie, absolutely. You know, yeah, I couldn't, I didn't know the connection and it wasn't super clear how they're connected. I think just a fan and a friend. And he actually got a little political too. He did a shout out to the women in Iran, which is really cool. cool. That's good. It was kind of off topic, but you know, props for bringing Just it up. Just kind of off, off uh, out of the gate, like mentions yeah. it. And- Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's good. It's not getting a ton of. I mean, it's getting a lot of coverage on my personal social media, like coverage, mainstream but, press. But I don't feel like it's yeah. getting a lot of mainstream press. So that'll yeah. be good, especially that this is being released. You know, this weekend, it's good to talk about yeah, the and- things that are you know maybe not getting. I I think anti-Semitism, thankfully, is getting some you know coverage mm-hmm. in the news, although maybe not right. appropriate coverage. I I I wonder yeah. at some of the the things being explored but um but, I, I but like- with you know with that issue you have like these big kind of totems of like kanye and Kyrie irving mm-hmm. so that like the news will report on it because of the celebrities at any rate we can get back get back to the arrhythmics um so yeah so um 
The Edge wraps up and um, they play their package. That's another, you're the mixer, another band where I like a lot of their hits, but never got super into them. And the package is just so awesome. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. ah, mm-hmm. you can be. I need to be a huge Rhythmics fan. I know I was 13 when The Return of the King came out, so <laughs> big into the West fan. <laughs> sure, the um, Academy Award winning Annie yeah. Lennox song. And they came out and they just killed it. You know, she has such a she's such a powerhouse voice. They so clearly were having fun and they love each other. And she dropped a bunch of cash. <laughs> what was the second they did? Wait, uh, what? Missionary Man. Pulls out of her pocket a bunch of cash and throws it on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Okay. Yeah. It was weird. I wonder if it was real, but it was definitely there. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I like that. It was fantastic. And, you know, ec- to echo your previous episode, I've been talking to friends about this. Like, they totally make sense for like a Coachella set next they're, year. They're yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. primed and, well, you know. That's Danny Elfman spot this year where it's kind of like a little bit of. Um, uh, a legacy act but not like main stage i guess yeah, yeah like a hey re- hey remember how you love this like let's exactly. remind you yeah yeah so definitely like they they looked like they're raring to go um, awesome and their speech was super good it was they are so appreciative um they seemed happy to be part of the club honestly lovely and then uh eminem and dr dre so dre comes out everyone's excited for eminem they his speech was fine. I mean, he talked about discovering Eminem and um, he said, Eminem, do you want me to say anything in your speech? <laughs> he says, yeah, tell him I have a huge penis. And that was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, very yeah. like, teenage boy Eminem. Yes, <laughs> very Eminem. And then you know, everybody laughed. But um, then he talks about, you know, Eminem, I, not just for like young black men anymore. Now white guys can be into hip hop, which is kind of like a reverse like success story. I thought, yeah, but, right. <laughs> um, but you know, it was fine. Clearly, he discovered someone huge, and um, then Eminem came out, and the package was really good. And then the performance was really cool. It was really good. It was like hit after hit after hit, like you said, it was like a montage, mm-hmm. uh, mashups of songs and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. A medley, uh, and then clearly uh, some some wild surprises. Yeah, so Steven Tyler walks out. He's one of those names who was not on the name list in the beginning. Oh, great. Yeah, so nobody knew he was coming out. He sounded great. You know, he plays Dream On because that's their mashup, which I was not aware of. <laughs> Sing for the moment, yeah, yeah which is not like not a great Eminem song in my opinion. But so, you, so that that was like the one thing. It's like he never got to the chorus, which is kind of like, <laughs> you know, right. Um, but he sounded fantastic. I know that he was in rehab recently. Um, wow, okay. Yeah, like I think last year he relapsed. So he seemed great. I don't know, but it was cool. Okay, um, yeah. And then we get brought- our big our big Stan moment with uh, Ed. Ed Sheeran, who I had seen in the audience before. Um, uh, there, but now, did it. you think... That guy's coming out with Eminem. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, lose <laughs> yourself together. No, I had no idea. It, it worked though. Like, he has that kind of fair kind of. It, it does, yeah, like light British. Like yeah. Um, and it was very. I mean, I that's you know who doesn't love that song? So it was very cool to see that live because I had never seen Eminem. Probably would never see him unless I had a chance like this. And then he did. On you're not alone, right? Or you're not afraid? He did not afraid. Yeah. But the thing of the, he, I was really shocked he didn't play Lose Yourself 
Because yeah, right. Yeah, That's, that we, is we like have, I that, am so. I that would have been. I would exactly. I would have taken the odds. Yeah, on that, so that is room full of people who love that song. Every mom, my mom loves that song. My girlfriend's mom loves that song. You know, like those people would have eaten it up. <laughs> Yeah, and, and maybe that's a that's a choice of like you think I'm going to play that, but I have such a a strong catalog that I don't have to. It's kind of like Joan Jett did not play "I Love Rock and Roll," right? You know, uh, almost to say like I, thing. yeah, yeah, right, yeah, no. So I I get it, but yeah, and he was very good, and then he read his long alphabetical list of influences, um, and I I admired that he was like like this is my rock hall, you know, and this sure. is like. And I thought that was very cool. It was long. Yeah, I mean, I mean, intentionally, like by design, it was like, yeah, yeah it was going to take forever. But People that's kind it. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. And then after that was the in memoriam. That was very nice and special. The featured ones um, that Pat Francis mentioned were uh, Ronnie Spector, Taylor Hawkins, and then Jerry Lee Lewis at the end of Act That he closed the in memoriam section. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, he'll be back again. Yeah, right, it's uh, strange to not put the performance there, but yeah, well, and 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 they they were they had takeoff in there from uh, Migos. They were very fast. Oh wow, yeah, that would have been. Oh wow, that is within, very fast. within yeah. days. Yeah, um, and that was very nice. Usually, like like you said, usually this performer, but not this year. I can't remember even what song they played. I think they were just playing. Right? They're probably in and out of the, of the yeah. songs that uh, yeah. some of the you know. The people who we've lost this past year, I would right. imagine that's what it was. So yeah, that was it. And I think, what's next? And then the we 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 go to our headliner. Uh, we've got Dolly Parton starts off with a speech from Pink. Yeah, Pink is great. You know, I've seen Pink at a lot of these kind of shows where she just kind of shows up and plays a song or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she's just always great. Like she always kills it. She has such a powerhouse voice. She's um, like a professional, you right. know. She's one of those people Reliable. who's gonna just. She she's exactly. Mm-hmm. For know? sure. She's and, her her time will come. And yeah, I think um, we were expecting Miley Cyrus to do that because she's her goddaughter. That's mm-hmm. and yeah, she, and she was she was at the very least going to perform at yeah. this in this segment, and they they say Cheryl stepped in for nine to five. Right. And um, the speech was great. And then the montage was just great. You know, everyone is so excited. I mean, she is just, I'm so happy it worked out because it was touch and go there for a while. At the beginning. It sure was <laughs> quite a well-documented uh-huh. poster. And yeah. And then I think afterward was her speech or, and then they did. Right. Make- cause she gave, she gave a speech before the performances. Cause then there were a few performances mm-hmm. while she did a costume change. Correct. So her speech was, fabulous she talked about how you know i wasn't supposed to be here i'm not rock and roll i was confused about what it meant but now i get it and she talked about her husband loving being a rock freak being a freak i love that she called him a freak again you just gotta love it go ahead dolly very appreciative and um and then she walked off said i'm gonna go change and they're gonna play some of my songs for you which i was kind of like oh that's kind of Right, you want to hear her do it. Mm-hmm. I was worried I wasn't going to hear any Dolly singing Dolly, but um, Brandy Carlisle and Pink, I think it was. Yeah, came did Code of Many Colors. And, you know, Brandy Carlisle is another person, like, she's like the Dave Grohl at this point of the country scene. She's everywhere. Mm-hmm. She's becoming the industry darling who uh-huh. uh, can show up, kill it, yep. really uh, are articulate in terms of showing her fandom or, like, giving a speech or whatever it is, and then, you know... 
is, you know, puts out great music still and, but it's still, you know, is relevant, but still like kind of a veteran and, you know, exactly. yeah. a bridge, but still modern. Absolutely. Um, and, and it sounded great. Um, oh, it was the teleprompter also had the lyrics to all the songs they played. So they, it was fun to follow along that way. Was that uh, the only, the only time? No, the whole time they were playing lyrics on the teleprompter so people didn't forget. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. And, and it was so, um, like, they would say, like, if someone's taking a verse, they would say, who was taking it? So it was like kind of a spoiler that way. Um, sure. But man, that's, you You got to have that when you have, especially with, with this kind of final or, you know, penultimate jam here with, with everybody. It's like, oh, you got to, yeah. they're going to not know. They're not going to remember. Exactly. And then they leave and then Cheryl Crow comes out. Um, she had changed her outfit to like a dress, like a sparkly dress, I think. Um, and they did nine to five. Um, uh-huh. And it was her and Zach Brown band. It was mm-hmm. weird to see, hear a man sing that song, I will say. That's <laughs> what we've all been waiting for. So they did it They did it as a duet? They did. He, he took okay. some of the verses, yeah. Sounded great, though. I mean, I love that song. I would have loved to hear Dolly sing it, but beggars can't be choosers uh, at that point. Um, it was very cool. Yeah, and then Dolly comes out in her rock outfit. She's in the rock outfit. You've all seen She's it. in her rock um, outfit. One everybody who, who cares or doesn't care. Um, <laughs> it's so, she looks so cool. It's so fun. And she's got an electric guitar in hand. <laughs> and she says, you know, that thing, you know, I, I, I heard this is rock and roll. I got to play some rock music. So I wrote a rock song, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. She plays rocking and. <laughs> It's so good. I was shocked at how good it was. And I shouldn't have been shocked, but I was shocked because it, it's a killer track. You guys are going to love it. I don't know if you've heard it. It's anybody no, I haven't heard mm-hmm. it yet. I mean, does it still kind of sound like a country song? Kind of, yeah. But it's yeah. like it's electric guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's rocking. Um, she's, doing, she's doing riffs. Um, it's very autobiographical and like very informational. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know what what had just happened with her in the hall now, after yeah. being by Dolly yeah. Parton, then she says, um, "Now we're going to play Jolene." I think <laughs> she knows. She's she knows. she knows what she's doing. And then uh, she comes out. She, she goes, "Hey, can I get a water bottle? Anybody got a water bottle? No, no water. Okay, I'll be fine." <laughs> oh my gosh. Dolly. So let's cut that. But uh, no, it was, it was like kind of cute, but like, I need water. <laughs> right. Yeah. She got water. And then they start doing Jolene for the All-Star Jam, which, you know, was awesome. And they each got a verse. <laughs> I was laughing. This is kind of sad, but I was laughing so hard because all they all popped up. She goes, hey, Cheryl. Hey, Pink. And then Rob Halford comes up. She goes, hey, you. <laughs> oh, I love that. Wow. <laughs> Like clearly does not know this man's name, but so and nice. her and her husband is furious. I, yeah. I play Judas Priest the every priest. damn day. Yeah. They each take a verse of Jolene and a chorus line, and it it was so weird, and it but it it worked so well, and it was a blast. Yeah, it was like something you'd never even imagine dreaming about. I don't maybe your wildest dreams. I don't know. Now at this point, were you like over? I mean, this has been five. You're at hour five now. Have probably well past five and and a half, I'd say. When you're sitting that long with like your shirt tucked in, it can get kind of tired. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you're not necessarily in comfortable clothing. No, and like kind of crunched. But yeah, at that point, it was like I think 12 20, 12 25. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is it. Time to go home. Thanks everybody for coming. And then or, so they finished the, the all star jam. 
And, and so hold on. I just want to just reiterate for the audience. Not only is it like past hour five of the show, you personally have been there for over nine hours. Yeah, this is my whole day. And it's the, it's literally the next day at that point. Yeah. Good God. God bless you. And thank you for reporting. Thank uh, you for your service. Yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. And so we, so you're, you're a big Bruce fan. So it, you're, you, you didn't know he was going to play. No, I did not. And, but here's the thing, like, I will tell you that, like, I'm not a psychic, but after they finished the In Memoriam and the big Jerry Lee Lewis piece, I was like, okay, I bet they're going to do something at the end, like Great Balls of Fire. And I bet Bruce is going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sure enough, after sure enough. the voice of God says, there's one more song. And like, I was, oh my God, what, what's it going to be? Everyone's kind of like chittering, like chattering, like, what is it going to be? And then you see Bruce's little head start bobbing out and like, yes. And I start screaming, Bruce. Attaboy. Everybody started doing he it. He turns and waves at you. He goes, wait a minute. Is that yeah. Josh? That's my hey, Dave. Hey, my man. <laughs> what's up, dude? Um, and then he says, one more for the killer. And then he starts doing High School Confidential, which sounds weird hearing that mm-hmm. title, knowing what he did. Yeah, because yeah. he, you know, wow. probably would have wished Yikes. it was confidential. That he Literally, was. what are we doing, people? I don't no. like it. I mean, you know, they don't say the name of the song in the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ooh, no problems right. then. You know what? No problems, man. Forget it. No big deal. Forget Come it. Come on, who and cares? That was, um, but that was, they only did like a verse of that. And then they went into Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. With Roy Bitten from the Street Band and um, John Mellencamp. And further backed up by the Zach Brown Band, who just played. I don't think they sang. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Bruce sounded fantastic. Band sounded good. Roy was great on piano. It was a lot of fun. I totally get it. I mean, like you said, Kristen, he was like super annoying that Aretha didn't get her own jam. Like, come on. It <laughs> really makes me very mad to this day. But, yeah, you know, sure, I guess everyone but her needs to get a big old celebration. I the thing about Jerry Lewis is like, in his obit from New York Times, like the first thing they mentioned is his checkered past. I was like, kind of shocked that I went for that. But like, great. I thought it was great. I mean, That's it important. is really of all, I mean, like as we talk uh, and, and everyone knows of rock and roll as a thing, as a concept, especially those early guys, all of them have right. problematic things that complicate the legacy. But like Jerry Lee Lewis I would say is miles ahead in terms of like the scandals and like some of that shit effectively damaged his career in a way that, you know, it was, it was, he got canceled before people were canceling people. And like the gospel circuit to make a living, I think. Um, Yeah. 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 Rock and roll was kind of done with him. You know, once he married his 13 year old cousin. Yeah. As made famous in the Dennis Quaid film, but yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or infamous yeah or infamous but i mean great balls of fire it's like one of those songs it's almost like a cartoon song at this point you know so it's like mm-hmm. just song yeah yeah everybody knows so it sounded good so it was great to see my man and then that was it and i will say i wonder to your comment in your previous episode how it's tacked on at the end i would not be shocked if they opened the show with it Interesting. Yeah, do some editing oh, so yeah, that they yeah, can yeah. close kind of on like the real what they climax. Did yeah. With the David Bowie tribute, yes. they opened with it in the yeah. year that he died. I remember that. To super nerds, like it, it's it would also be um, mirrored 
to the 25th anniversary concerts, Jerry Lee opened those shows. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. With no fanfare. So I wouldn't be shocked if that's what happens. Again, I could be totally wrong. But My thought be- was that it's going to be over the credits. Could be. Yeah. You know, we're like, you climb oh, back to Jolene. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. Do the closing credits and do it over. Right. Yeah, do it that final thing. Right. I okay. guess. But but we'll see very soon. The uh, Rock Hall broadcast on hbo is going to be uh this saturday the 19th yeah i'm really eager to see what gets cut out of this almost six hour broadcast good christ yeah i mean but uh you were in it for the long haul i really was and it was you know one of those once in a lifetime things i was someone who loved this stuff it was really really cool and special and i was so happy to be a part of it i wish you guys could have been there yeah (laughs) you know now i've got i've got mixed feelings all over the place obviously there are moments that i would really have loved to witness firsthand hearing that it's six hours it does kind of and knowing what i felt like in new orleans like if if we had tried to come back i i I don't The one difference, though, is if you had attended as a person, a normal person who bought a ticket or was like comped a ticket, you could use the restroom and go get a snack. Or yeah, a you could. You, you weren't a prisoner <laughs> the way you were. And we were in such a bubble, and I know it was because they wanted to keep us away from the talent and stuff. You know, if you think that Joe gets up during the show, <laughs> you are out of your mind. Yeah, no, I'm not. Like, if I had to go to the bathroom, it would be a crisis. Yeah. yeah. He is not casually it. getting up. Anyone want a drink? That's not happening. No, and I won't I won't have a drink because I know. So it'll that you make don't me, have to be. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. No. Um, well, Josh, thank you so much for sharing your uh unique experience uh at at the ceremony. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Um, I appreciate you just letting me on after never meeting me before, <laughs> trusting that I would have the goods. I mean, thank you, God. And you had the goods. You came you with did, the goods. And that your uh, normal and nice really <laughs> could have gone, really could have gone a different way. But I had a feeling and I'm glad, I'm glad I was right. I'm glad too. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah. And is, I don't, is there anything like, if you want to plug your social media or if there's uh, anything else you'd like to plug? Well, I work in a nonprofit here in LA where we make um, called Constitutional Rights Foundation. We make uh, history and civic curricula for K through 12. We run all of the um, mock trials in the state of California. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm very passionate about voting and things like that. So, I mean, if you guys have any listeners who are in Georgia, please vote for uh, Raphael Warnock on December 6th. Yeah, runoff. Big, (laughs) big runoff. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We've right. got some very exciting Los Angeles results that just came in. I'm feeling yeah, very true. excited about my new city council member. That is so cool that you do that. Yeah, thanks. We should have an election. So if anybody's not registered to vote, you know, vote for next time. So, yeah. I think that's a great message. Uh, yes. A, a perfect one. And, you know, here's my message to our listeners. You can follow us at RockHallPod <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. RockHallPod at gmail.com is the email. If you want Kristen to see your message, you need to designate that somewhere in there. Otherwise, I'm not going to forward it. She doesn't want to read it. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars only. Anything less than five stars would be cruel. And thank you, of course, to Mike Lloyd for the logo, Yusu Kim for the music. Let's throw in an extra thank you to future rock legends. Absolutely. Specifically for getting Josh into the ceremony. I think without that tweet, that doesn't happen. So extra thanks to them. And thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares about the Rock Hall?
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.